Hi, I'm Ken Kessler, and welcome to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. Just so there are no misunderstandings, there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. In fact, in the coming weeks, I'll be revisiting some interviews that originally aired on the Sounds of Christmas online radio station over the last 10 years. I'm also going to be doing a couple of multi-part series interviews like today. We're talking to a Michael Sinatra. Hi, Michael. Hello. Michael has been a big supporter of the Sounds of Christmas radio station and has a new Christmas album in the works. And I thought it would be kind of neat to talk to him about the process. And we'll check in a couple times and get updates on that. First thing I have to ask you, the question everybody probably asks you, and you're probably tired of it, but you have a very famous name. How are you connected to Frank or are you? Yeah, so I was grew up with a you know, great, I hit the jackpot with a cool last name. Unfortunately, I, there's no close relation to the Sinatras, but my great uh, grandfather might have been a distant cousin. I don't know, my, my great grandfather, he was, um, he married a Coppola. So there's another fa- famous last name. Wow. Yeah, and my, my, uh, my grandfather and his, his brothers were musicians, as well as my parents. That's how they met. They were musicians as well. And then I got into the whole field. I kind of fell into it. With the famous name, I would imagine it was kind of like a double-edged sword moving forward in the music business. On the one hand, it could kick a lot of doors open for you. But on the other hand, it, it would probably open you up to immediate comparisons. Was it, has it been good or it's bad a, or a mix? It's been a struggle. It's, it's interesting that you, that you brought that up. Yeah, I've struggled with this for many years. Before, I, would, I always thought about changing my last name or just giving it a different different name. But I just kept it because it was the family name and my and everybody was a musician and I just, I kept it. And then uh, it's most time people think it's a stage name. They don't believe me when I tell them that's my last name anyway. I have it to show my ID. Look, it's real. Oh, wow. And then, but yeah, since I was a kid, are you related? Uh, you don't have blue eyes. I said, right. my kids do. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and kids have blue. I married a, a, a Dutch woman. So. And Frank Jr. has a son named Michael. That is correct. And I get confused with him for over the past decade. I've been confused with, with, with Junior's son for many times. And you have an obvious love for music that a lot of people would connect to Frank and to Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr., the Rat Pack. Your latest album is called Standards, where you revisit a lot of songs that were made famous by Frank Sinatra, as well as, as the other Rat Pack members. What has it been like recording songs that you know people are going to compare? I record the songs that I know people, yeah, I love to hear form. I love to sing. And uh, I would love to do some, eventually do some original music. But now I just love, there were so many great composers, songwriters, and I just love covering these great standards. And I just want to keep keep it going, you know, for these, these up and coming generations to go. There's so much great music, and I love what you do, especially because it's really, in in a way, it's kind of saving that music because a lot of it does sort of get forgotten. You certainly don't hear it on the radio anymore. No, no, you, you don't, and it's hard unless you have like, unless you listen to satellite radio, you can't really find a standard station. Yeah. On the Standards album, I think uh, you work with a, a trio or a quartet. and Yeah, um, so, so the half of that album was... See, that, that album was actually many years in the making. I didn't complete it until during COVID, the second half of that album. 
And on your YouTube channel, there's a performance that features you singing with 17-piece St. Louis Big Band. I'm sure that both a small, you know, a trio or quartet and the, the big band both have their pluses and minuses. Do you have a preference? I prefer a quartet, a jazz trio. It's more intimate and there's more room for improvising with the, with the musicians that can just take a long solo or solo throughout the combo. And then just, I'll just bring me back in and I'm ready to go. That is really what you did on an old fashioned Christmas. It's a very intimate collection. Yeah. That one's more like piano vocal based. And then I did some percussion. Like it had some jingle, some jingle bells and some other things I added to that. But um, yeah, that was more intimate with songs that I grew up listening to. It was really big into Bing Crosby and, and, you know, my parents, my mom loved Christmas and would always have the Christmas tree up for the whole year long. So, yeah, my wife makes me take ours down before Groundhog Day, but, you know, <laughs> but she knew what she was getting before. So, yeah, but currently um, the current project, I'm about halfway through um, right now. I have enough songs to do an EP, but I'm hoping to get it completed and do the full album. But it's been difficult, been challenging here during COVID to not able to get live musicians into the studio. So we're having to uh, hire musicians from all around the country and just getting them to play, they record their part and they bring it in and we just lay it down and layer it up. It must be a real challenge to be able to work on a Christmas album when we're far away from Christmas and you're still performing or at least as things open up, hoping to perform and it's really two completely separate animals because you can't test out, you know, if you were doing um, whether it was a new standards album or something original or whatever, you could test out some of the songs in front of an audience, but you can't really break into sleigh ride in the end of April. No, but I use my kids. Uh, so I got, I got, I got four kids. So my kids love the Christmas music. I have a little, you know, five-year-old and nine-year-old daughter and they love, they love putting daddy on and, and listening to his Christmas music and singing along the jingle bells and all that. So it's, it's fun. And I, I live through my kids when it comes to Christmas time and getting into the spirit. So what were the first steps here when you decided that you were going to do another Christmas album? Well, yeah, my parents passed away. So my mom had dementia and she passed last year, uh, non COVID related. And then um, later on, my dad passed three months later. And so they were in the Christmas and I thought I would honor them by, uh, you know, doing a traditional Christmas, but putting more, instead of just doing what I did last time, I thought I'd put more production into it, adding more, a few songs, adding a horn section and doing a lot of percussion. I, I grew up, my dad was a drummer and my mom was a cellist and I grew up playing drums and percussion as well. So I found a, another percussionist and we, we did a lot of different kind of, we added a lot of different instruments. It was really great. And you said you have about about half of it done. Do you have sort of a wish list of songs that you want to record? I have another set of songs I'm gonna, yeah, I, I, I would like to do depending on time and uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I pretty much have six ready to be finally mixed here pretty soon, just adding the bells and whistles, finishing touches, and that should be done. I found a great uh, producer uh, engineer. He's, he's wonderful. He's, he's mixed all my stuff and he's amazing. For the first album, how did you pick and choose which songs you were going to record? 
were they just favorites or was there they were songs i would record live and when i would go and i did uh used to do a lot of like you know because my type of music it's a lot of you know a lot of the senior community and those were my fans so i would always go out and perform live gigs and then these are the songs that they love to hear or sing along with and those are the ones that i put together and recorded is it something similar for what you've chosen for the next one yeah but these ones are more of ones that a few of them were i wanted to do or a couple of them were my were my parents favorite any surprises that you can share that you have planned for the new album <sighs> yeah besides uh, okay so these musicians i found online a lot of them are out of the country some are there's a there's a person in Canada, Paris, uh, Italy, and it's just amazing to be able to work with these. It's the, you know, there's the, the language barrier and the communication was difficult at first, but trying to get out, get them to what you would like them to do. But getting past all that, I'm really happy with what's came, what's came to be. So, what is the best way for people to keep up with you? Uh I'm. It's been kind of it's been kind of weird. I haven't really done any social media, but you can you know find me on my website. Everything you need to know, michaelsinatra.com. And I know COVID has has shut so much down, but I talked to so many artists that are hoping and trying to plan some kind of performances, whether it's an online thing or whether it's an actual in person. You have anything on the schedule yet? Yeah, I've I've actually done a few events here and there. Mom- Basically, you do a lot of patio gigs, what I like to call them. I've been doing a lot of stuff in Palm Springs, over by the coast in Orange County, uh, Vegas, uh, Arizona, Flagstaff. I've done a lot of gigs here and there, sprinkling them around. But things are starting to open up, and I'm excited to get back out there. And you know, in a, you know, now that people are getting vaccinated, and now that I finally got vaccinated, so I'm excited to get back out there and interact with folks. Any sort of ETA on when you think the rest of the album will be finished? I know it's a hard question to answer the way things are right now. Uh, let's, I probably need another four or five months to get, to, it, you know, if I wanted to finish the complete album the way I wanted it. Otherwise, we'll have to, you know, change up some of the things I wanted to do. So as far as instrumentation and all. Do you think there will be any kind of Christmas tour in November, December? I, we can only hope, right? Right. That would be great. Because <laughs> you know, any you know, things started. To, you get you got the word out last year, but it, things were kind of slowing down last December, and then you know when when things hit, you know. So, but who knows? Only time can tell. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to checking back in and seeing how the how the album's shaping up in uh, in a few months when we get into summer. In the meantime, you can find out more about Michael at his website, michaelsinatra.com. There's also links to social media and his YouTube channel, so you can check out some live performances. And of course, you can hear selections from the first Christmas album in Old Fashioned Christmas on The Sounds of Christmas. You can stream it on Spotify and really anywhere you can find music online. And we look forward to having news about the new album, hopefully before too long. Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Thank you. This podcast is continuing to grow and we're popping up on more and more podcasting sites. Just recently, we've been added to the podcast sections on Pandora and Audible. We're also available through Amazon's Alexa, so you can ask for the Sounds of Christmas podcast on the Echo and Amazon's other devices. In fact, 
We're on over 20 different podcasting sites. Since you're listening to this now, you've obviously found us somewhere. But if there's another site you like to use for podcasts, check out our podcast page on our website for the complete list of everywhere that you can listen to the Sounds of Christmas podcast. Website, of course, is www.soundsofchristmas.com. And then you just click on the podcast tab. For the Sounds of Christmas station, to listen to the music, you'll need to stick with our website or our app in the Google Play Store. In the meantime, thank you for listening. If you have comments or suggestions, feel free to reach out to me on social media, facebook.com slash socmusic or at socmusic on Twitter. Thanks again, and may you always believe in Santa Claus. <laughs>